You're listening to the Plain Bible Teaching Podcast, where we discuss current events, social issues, religious trends, and noteworthy news from a biblical perspective. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for tuning in to the newest episode of the Plain Bible Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Soaker. This episode is being released on December 21st, 2023. This week's episode is going to be a little bit different than what we normally do. We are nearing the end of the year, which has a lot of people looking for ways that they can improve their lives or make changes that they need to make. And as Christians, we always need to be doing this, especially from a spiritual standpoint, where we're looking to grow, we're looking to improve. When Paul wrote to the brethren in Philippi, he talked about pressing on toward the goal. Well, what does that mean for us? We're going to touch on some points on that topic in our episode today. For links to some related materials, check out the show notes for this episode at plainbibleteaching.com slash podcast slash 122123. Now for our discussion this week. We're going to start with that passage in Philippians chapter 3 verses 12 through 14. Paul said, Not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, But I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Just after the start of the new year of 2023, I posted an article on the Plain Bible Teaching website, based on this passage. It's called Pressing On Toward the Goal. Our discussion here today will overlap some of those points, but it's not a complete overview of that article. So for more on this topic, I'll refer you to that article. It will be linked in the show notes. But we're going to talk about some things that are based in this passage and what this means for us to press on toward the goal, where we are moving onward and moving upward. What should that look like for us? I want us to briefly consider six points. Number one, we have to leave sin behind. Christians are to be different from the world. Notice what Peter wrote in 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. For the time already past is sufficient for you to have carried out the desire of the Gentiles, having pursued a course of sensuality, lust, drunkenness, carousings, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries, In all this, they are surprised that you do not run with him into the same excesses of dissipation, and they malign you. Peter is talking about there how you used to engage in certain practices or certain behaviors, but now that you're a Christian, you've given those up. The time past was sufficient for that. The time now as a Christian, it's not for that type of behavior. But he says people will notice the difference. They see this. They're surprised by it. They don't understand why you've given these things up. And he says they'll speak evil of you or they will malign you, but they will notice the difference. Notice what Paul said over in Romans chapter 6 when he talked about how we are to put sin behind us when we become a Christian. Romans 6, beginning in verse 4, Therefore we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him, 
in order that our body of sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died is freed from sin. As Christians, we have a new life in Christ. So we are to walk in such a way that reflects that. We're no longer to be slaves of sin. We are to be different from how we used to live and different from the world. The Hebrew writer talked about how it is so easily to be entangled in sin in Hebrews 12 and verse 1. So that means that Christians, we can be caught up in sin. We can allow that to ensnare us and entrap us again, just as it did before. So if we're Christians and we have sin in our life, we need to put that behind us, not continue in it. Number two, we need to avoid becoming complacent. When we think about leaving things in the past, we probably tend to think of those things that are sinful, those things that are wrong, like we, like we just talked about. However, it's possible for good things that we have done in the past to hinder us as well. A few years ago, I wrote an article called Stagnant in Spirit. It's linked in the show notes. But that article talked about the danger of becoming comfortable or becoming complacent, where we may have accomplished some great things in the past. We may have overcome some difficult circumstances or trials or even temptations. And we think that, well, we've done all this. Look at the great things we've done. Look at everything we've overcome. And we kind of get comfortable where we are, and we don't continue to press on toward the goal. We might have overcome some difficult trials in the past. We may have made stands for the truth that were not easy to make, but we've done that. But that doesn't mean that, well, we don't have to do anything like that again. Revelation 2 and verse 10 says we are to be faithful until death, not faithful for a little while until you accomplish some good thing, and then, well, you don't really have to do anymore. He said, be faithful until death. Don't allow the good things that you've done in the past, just as you shouldn't allow the wicked things that you've done in the past, hinder you from serving God now. So in that passage, Paul talked about certain things we are to leave behind, forgetting what lies behind. But before we move on from that, we need to make sure we don't forget too much. There are certain things we need to remember. We need to remember what we need to be doing, what we should be doing. Some things in our past need to be forgotten. Other things, we cannot move on from them. Paul talked about in that passage, we press on toward the goal. How do we do that? Well, in the next couple of verses, in verses 16 and 17, he said, However, let us keep living by that same standard to which we have attained. Brethren, join in following my example and observe those who walk according to the pattern that you have in us. So we are to keep following the right path and keep following that pattern. As Paul told Timothy, retain the standard or hold fast the pattern of sound words which you've heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. There is a pattern that we are to follow. There is a standard that we are to live up to and it's found in the word of God. When the church at Ephesus in Revelation chapter 2 was rebuked because they had left their first love, the Lord told them, Therefore, remember from where you have fallen and repent and do the deeds you did at first, or else I am coming to you and will remove your lampstand out of your place unless you repent. They were to make changes, and those changes were to be 
going back to what they first did, what they first learned in the gospel, and following what the Lord instructed them to do. The New Testament contains the pattern that we are to follow, and we must not forget that. Then the fourth point, we need to keep growing. Paul talked about in that passage, reaching forward. We keep moving ahead, keep maturing, keep getting stronger in the faith, keep being more or becoming more like Christ. We talked already about giving up sin. That was the first thing that we discussed. But the Hebrew writer mentioned something else that we are to give up. We alluded to this verse earlier, Hebrews 12 and verse 1, but notice what the whole verse says. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. It is not enough just to give up sin. We need to do that, but we need to do more than that. We need to give up anything that hinders us in our service to God. Anything that hinders us on our way to heaven, we need to be willing to put that behind us. We are to be, as we've talked about, different from the world. We are to be transformed. We are to be new creatures, new in Christ. Romans 12 and verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. We need to constantly be growing in Christ and becoming the type of people that he wants us to be. The fifth point, we are not to give up. We've already mentioned the admonition to the church at Smyrna to be faithful until death. Well, we need to do the same thing. And Paul recognized this about himself, that he needed to do this. He needed to be faithful until death. But he described it a little bit differently in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, beginning in verse 24. He said, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They then do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Therefore I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way as not beating the air, but I discipline my body and make it my slave, so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. Paul talked about something that we're all familiar with, with sporting events and competitions like this where we run this race. Well, we have to run in a way that we will win. That we are diligently trying to reach that finish line. And we're not going to give up. And he said of himself, well, I have to discipline my body so that I don't give up at the end. So that I am able to complete this race. If we want to receive the reward that the Lord has promised, we need to continue to faithfully serve the Lord for however long we have here in this life. Then the sixth and final point. We must never lose sight of the ultimate goal. When Paul talked about pressing on, he didn't talk about pressing on aimlessly, or that verse that we just looked at in 1 Corinthians 9, that we run without aim. That's not what he was talking about. We have a goal, a specific goal that we are striving for. He said later in this chapter, in Philippians 3 and verse 20, our citizenship is in heaven. 
from which also we eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the goal. That is what we are striving for, that we can be in heaven with the Lord for eternity. When Paul was near the end of his life in 2 Timothy 4, 7, and 8, he told Timothy, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. In the future there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Why do we put away sin? Why do we strive to live faithfully? Why do we diligently serve the Lord? Because we want to be with him in heaven for eternity. In the end, that is all that matters. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 26, For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? There are a lot of things in this life that distract us. As we run with endurance the race that is set before us, notice how we can reach the finish line. In the next two verses, the Hebrew writer said, Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. We should always be striving to grow and to improve in our service to God. And the new year might provide us with extra motivation to do that. But we can make these changes anytime. We don't have to wait for the new year. If you are listening to this or watching this in the middle of summer or any time during the year, you can start making these changes now. If we have sin in our lives, we need to put that behind us. If we have been faithfully following the Lord, we don't need to become complacent, but continue in that faithful service to Him. The Lord has promised a reward to those who are faithful. We need to make sure that we are among that number. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening to the Plain Bible Teaching Podcast. I hope you found this to be interesting, informative, and helpful. For links to some of the articles that I mentioned, in addition to maybe some others that I didn't mention, those will be in the show notes. You can check those out at plainbibleteaching.com slash podcast slash 122123. If you have a moment to rate and review the podcast or share it with others who would be interested, that is always appreciated. And if you're listening to this, remember that we are also uploading video versions to the Plain Bible Teaching YouTube channel. So if you prefer to watch this on video, that option is there for you. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please like this video and subscribe to the channel so you can see other videos that we post here from time to time. And if you see a news story or have some topic that you think would be good to cover here on the podcast, send that to me at andy at plainbibleteaching.com. Thanks again for listening, and I hope to talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Plain Bible Teaching Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. Also, be sure to sign up for the Plain Bible Teaching Weekly Newsletter. This free newsletter will be delivered to your inbox each Friday with articles, podcasts, videos, sermon outlines, and more. Visit plainbibleteaching.com to subscribe today.